ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. And that's right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Best Seat in the House podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rob Kramer, joined by my co-host, Daniel Bobo Curlin. And hang on one second. Oh, why that loop is on. Joined by my co-host, Daniel Bobo Curlin. And how you doing today, buddy? I'm I'm doing good. I'd like to start off the show looking like this a little bit today. (laughs) There you go. I like the all-star feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just trying to give it a little All Star vibe because the All Star game. I had this big chain, kind of looks, kind kind of reminds me a little bit of those chains that they give to the they give to the home run derby winner every year. So it just looks kind of cool to start the show with. I wear it. I wear this at every game I go to now ever since I bought it at City Field. Yeah, man. And to quote former Met manager Jerry Manuel, "That's gangster." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like exactly. it, man. Like it a lot. There you go. So you got the uh, the regular specs back on. You got your uh, big Mets chain coming off a uh, big couple of days for Major League Baseball, Dan, as we had, um, you know, a, a lot of news with the, uh, the All-Star game and um, the home run derby the other night. Uh, you know, what what is your favorite um, event from this whole All-Star f- uh, fiasco they got going on? Well, well, usually every year the home run derby is usually always fine. I have to say I like. Of course, of course, of course. Also, the game has some great moments. Also, that's some fun moments. I just the the court course. Also, I do have I do have to say I I wish they would have brought a little more legends when they do the celebrity and legends uh, game. That yeah. they do after the that they do after the after the after the the futures game. It, I know it's the last couple of years they haven't. It's, it's been mostly reality show and TikTok stars. It, it used to be more fun when you you actually sort of somewhat knew knew the names of some of the stars, and you uh, you had act you had some you had some actual you had some baseball legends. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's you, true, and you know, and about. even just some real celebrities too. You know, these YouTubers and TikTokers. Who gives a crap? Yeah, exactly. The only thing I can think of are people like my sister, like. I know my sister knows who JoJo Sweewa is because she was obsessed with that show Dance Moms when it was around. Oh, okay, okay. So that makes yeah, that, sense. That, that 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 that's the only reason I know who she is is because I've seen sometimes my sister what I I found my sister watching that show, and when I was watching the Celebrity Legends game, she easily recognized her from that. But aside from uh, well, that, I don't. Some of these stars, I don't know who the fuck they are. <laughs> yeah, it's true, I, I, man. I, I, at, least, at least last year, one of the people taking part in it was Brian Cranston, the guy who played one of the greatest, one of the some guy who was starred in one of the greatest shows of all time. Which, by the way, Thanks. where if you're living under a rock, you, you need, if you haven't watched Breaking Bad, you, I, mean, I don't know when you are living under a rock. Yeah, definitely give it a watch. Oh, I thought you were talking about how he was the dentist on Seinfeld. 
Well, yeah, that's true. He was a dentist on Seinfeld, but <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Obviously, everybody knows him from from uh, Breaking Bad. <laughs> no, but yeah. you know, you're 100 right, man. And hey, it'd be nice if they brought out some big time celebrities like Brian Cranston. You're 100 right. As a matter of fact, I would welcome it, Commissioner Rob Manfred, whoever runs makes this decision. Invite us to take part in it. Next, next, next year in Texas, invite invite us to All Star Week in Texas. Invite us to take part in their in their celebrity and legends game. I think that'd be cool to, for us to be teammates in that game. Hopefully, it'll be some Mets legend that'll join us. But it'll be it would be cool for us to be teammates in that game. Am I right? Absolutely, man. That would be amazing. Maybe you know that is a really interesting idea. Where maybe Major League Baseball. I mean. You know, if you look around baseball, there are plenty of really great, really interesting and fun uh, baseball podcasts made by fans just like me and you. You know, so maybe Major League Baseball, it would be a smart move to kind of get, you know, a group of their, you know, the the better podcasters or radio guys or anything like that, that are fans of the teams and bring them together and maybe have like a a baseball game for shows like ours, you know? Yeah, I, I would I would love that if they did that. I, but I would love that. Like, that, that'd be cool to be in it. Like, when I look at the Celebrity Legends games, I think that, that'd be kind of cool to be, be, be in that game, me, the, the, the both of us. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. And, and they have plenty of room, too. I mean, they really only do the all-star festivities for a couple of nights there you would definitely be able to squeeze in an extra day or two of certain, you know, events like that. If you, if they really wanted to, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think it'd be, I think it'd be, 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 be a lot of fun. Believe me, I'd get, I'd be going full on Rocky training montage to get ready for that game. <laughs> no doubt about it, man. Playing on a big league field. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yup, yep, exactly. I'd be showing those people in Texas next year to be in Texas. Be showing them how we do it in Flushing, baby. You got that right, man. And you know, uh, we had. It, it's funny too, because you, you know, we're talking about the All Star Game. You obviously had the uh, the glasses that they gave you, the sunglasses, um, out at uh, City Field for the All Star Game ten years ago, right? Yep, exactly. And- was when it was when the free when when the free giveaways. And if I would have known you then, I would have grabbed an extra pair for you. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that, buddy. Yeah, it's true. We were about a year away until we met around that time. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, what I, I I was wondering, though, Dan, it's like, you know, it's crazy how drastic baseball has changed in the 10 years since, um, you know, since we had the All-Star Game at City Field. Uh, you know, if, if you, you look around and you see, obviously this pitch clock, you know, is in there. We didn't have a pitch clock 10 years ago. Um, obviously we got this crazy, stupid extra inning, you know, base runner rule. Didn't have that 10 years ago. We have the universal DH didn't have that 10 years ago, you know, uh, you know, and, and obviously they have all the, uh, the shift, you know, where you can't, you know, over shift and everything with the defense. What do you think, Dan? Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, what you there's, there's one more change that I think that I'm not quite, not quite enthusiastic about. I don't mind those special jerseys on like home run derby day and stuff, but 
you know, when they're warming up for on home run derby day, but the all-star game, let the players wear their team uniforms. Thank you, Dan. I could not agree more that you, you just hit a home run on that one. Cause I forgot to add that to my notes. So thank you for bringing that up because you're a hundred percent right. You know, for the all for all the little festivities, the home run derby, all this and that, I totally get wearing the American jersey or the National League jersey, whichever one, you know, whichever one you represent. But for the All-Star game, you know, it's you want to see your guys go out there in their uniform. You know, I don't want to see Pete Alonso going out there in some crappy Mariners looking, but it's not really a Mariners uniform. You know, like, I, I don't want to see that. I want to see Pete Alonso in his pinstripe orange and blue uniform, you know, just like, uh, I, you know, right? Yeah, actually, if, if that was, if they were still, if it was being done like that, since uh, the National League was a visiting team, they'd be wearing, they, their Met players would have been, the Pete and the singer would have been wearing the visiting, they would have been wearing the road gray. That is and true, but you know what I mean. I, I mean, yeah, like, I, I, I want to, you want to see our guys wearing our colors, right? Yeah, I don't mind if they do like special all-star game caps. Like, remember the past all-star all-star games? It would be the Mets caps, but it'd be like the team colors. But it'd be a yep, special yep. design for the all-star game. I don't mind a special design for the all-star game. They could come up with some. They could, like, for example, next year I wouldn't mind if they came up with some Mets, you know, being Met the Mets cap, you know, the Mets colors, but. It, it would have some special Texas design because next year it's going to be it's going to be in a Dallas area that at that neat that new stadium. So I wouldn't mind mm-hmm. that as long as it, as long as the cap is the Mets colors, but keep the jersey the you know the 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 because because next year it's a similar thing they would be wearing the visiting jersey to the National League so they'd be wearing the road gray, and I don't mind that in the all they they could they could, have, they could put the All Star Team patch on the sleeve of the jersey, and they could also put a patch like I thought that was cool the time that they had. That they had like a star on their jerseys that had the number of times they had been to the All Star Game. I thought there was a nice little nod, like you know, recognizing the history and recognizing the, you know, the achievement that these players have gone to the All Star Game and recognizing how many times they've been to the All Star Game. That was kind of a nice little nod. You you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think that was a great idea. Yeah, yeah. So this year, Pete would have. This was his. Uh, I think this is. This would have been his. Uh, this would have been his. his I think it's his third. It's either his third or his fourth. Yeah, yeah, it would have been his fourth. He would have been wearing a four. Yeah. So no, you're right, yeah, and, it, I, and, it, and I and I agree. Yeah, yeah, there should have been a star. Pete should have had on it somewhere in a jersey, and he should have had like a star with the with the four, four representing four times he's been to the All Star game, and of course, Singer should have had one representing you know with one representing his his first time in the All Star game, hopefully first of many. Yeah, absolutely, man. Very, uh, you know, very cool seeing Senga out there. I think, um, I think Senga as probably the Mets' best starting pitcher this season. I think he definitely yeah, deserved yeah. the nod, right? Yep. Actually, I'm hoping Senga did a good job talking since talking to Shohei Otani to come to Queens. I know Seattle was trying to do their chant. I I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna potentially buy a ticket. When the when Anaheim comes to City Field, if uh, if Shohei hasn't already been traded by then, I'm gonna be chanting because we'll be a free agent either way. He's probably gonna go into free agency, whether we trade or not. But I'm gonna be chanting, "We want Singa, we want Singa." I want to make oh, sure that. Oh, you mean Otani? I, I meant Otani. Sorry, I, I got confused. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> about the confusion. 
Sorry about the confusing Otani and singing. But I mean, it's understandable. I know. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about it. All right. But but anyway, I want to go to Otani. We want Joe. Hey, we want Joe. Hey, I want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to. Hopefully, I I hope that all the Net fans chant that. Let Shohei Otani know the know the get know the love we, we all have. But yeah, I just want to make sure Shohei knows that we want him. We want him here. He'll he'll have the chance to have such a want, amazing legacy win here, and he'll be looked at forever here. Like he has a chance to build a nice legacy here as a Met if he if he can if he signs with us and has lives up to the expectation. He will one day yeah. see whatever, whatever. Well, since seventeen retired in, in the, with the Mets, whatever number he he goes with as a Met, he'll have that legacy, that that number of retirement. That he'll just have a nice legacy here, here in the, here in the, here in the Flushing. Plus, I'm pretty sure Darren from from the Seven Line. They do a great job. Darren does a great job. Seven Line. He's probably just waiting at the pit to. To be able to design us, you know, some T-shirts that uh, you, you know, some uh, some Shohei Otani-related T-shirts on the seven lot, on 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 his web on to sell on his website. Yeah, it's true, man. I mean, everybody is just waiting to see what Otani's choice is, and uh, yeah, I, to be honest, I think that he's going to be a Met next year. I do not yeah, think yeah. that Steve Cohen is going to be outbid. Yeah, exactly. Did this off season? It's gonna feel like that. Uh, remember that off season when the Knicks thought that we're gonna get, we thought the Knicks were gonna get LeBron James. It's gonna yep. be like that. It's gonna be a riveting show. Like every day, I'm gonna be checking the SNY Twitter account, checking all the Twitter accounts, watching Sports Night every night, anticipating this announcement. Like it, it's yeah. gonna be a wild winter, regardless of what happens with this season. Hope, hope, hopefully, hopefully. Shohei is signing with the defending world champion because I, I just see I just feel like this team is gonna. It's not it's not the second half. It's ninety wins or bust. But, well, you know, but, Dan. Yeah, actually, well, while you're on that, actually, let's 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 jump into that because, you know, right now, the Mets forty two and forty eight. They lost three uh two out of three to San Diego, to uh finish that first half. Now. You know, we're looking at this right now, 42 and 48. If we're going to do the old Mike Francesa, um, you know, where they they like to, to take a look at exactly what you're going to have to do. So right now, the Mets have played 90 games. They got 72 games left. So you figure if the Mets are going to win um, 90 games, they're going to have to get to uh, let's see, 48 wins out of those 72. So, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty, uh, it's going to be pretty tough. They're going to have to be winning on a day in day out basis. Do you think that this team's up to it? And by the way, Dan, do you think that Billy Epler is going to pick up a couple of pieces that can help get us there? I feel like Billy Epler is going to do it. He doesn't need to do like a big move, like, sell out too much of the farm, but he needs to make those moves that like Atlanta made when they went on that run. He needs I to make totally agree. Moves. He needs to make those kind of moves that'll bolster this team and we'll have a good chance. He needs to go on a couple of a couple of big winning streaks. And I mean I could quote that line in Major League Two all all day, but that's what we need to do. 
I'm ready for this big second half. Also, a big, well, a big charger list to Robert Manfred because because Friday's game is on Apple TV. I can't watch it because I don't. I can't <laughs> afford an Apple TV subscription. I got. I got. I got to go. I got to go to a bar to. I got to ask a couple of bars. Are you going to be running the Apple TV game? I might have to check with Donovan if they're running Apple TV somewhere because I, I want to watch this game. I want to fucking watch this game. I'm not, and I'm not gonna. I know Apple TV new subscribers three free months, but I don't want to exercise that three months free of Apple TV option until maybe September if the Mets are in a playoff race. Because I want to make sure not miss a game in September. So if the Mets are in a playoff race and there's a couple of Apple TV broadcasts in September. I will exercise that three months option to make sure that I can watch that that pen, that every game of that pennant race. Peacock somehow. I got a subscription to Peacock, so I'm not worried about that. I'll get mm-hmm. access to the game of Peacock. But yeah. I also have. But 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 aside from that, I'll be able to most most hopefully most of the rest of the season. I'll be hopefully most almost just about all the games remaining. Hopefully, I'll just be able to turn on my TV, not have to hook up anything that that that, that access some of the apps. I can go on my TV, watch, you know, my remote, put S, hopefully S and Y. And that's another thing I bummed out. The first series out of the gate in the second half, the Gary, Keith, and Ron don't return to the booth until Sunday. I got, yeah. we got, we got, we got, uh, we got uh, Apple TV and Fox. Two, we got two groups of announcers that do everything, but fucking call the game! <laughs> fucking call the game! No need to do these interviews or your bullshit talking. Call the fucking game! <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and you know the point that you make too. That's even it even makes more sense about that is that you know Keith Hernandez is on an extended vacation. So we're not even going to be getting Keith Hernandez joining the Mets booth back until I believe July twenty second. Well, uh, uh, at least SNY's got a couple of good people fill, filling in, and at least we'll have we'll have we'll have we'll have Ron on Sunday. But, mm-hmm. By the way, if you if you need people to fill, if you need anyone, I have a good recommendation for someone. If you want to hire someone to fill fill in for Ron or Keith, may I recommend a fellow by the name of Matt Eisman? <laughs> and, and, and 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 hopefully Matt's watching this and see and sees this because I, I feel like he could do a good job calling base calling baseball games because he, well, he, about... play, he, he plays well, no, baseball you... in college. Yes, so yes, like, you know... he's a great athlete, Matt Iceman Dan. Yeah. But I do have one thing that I would like to to alter to your plan because I do think it's a great plan. Now, Gary Keith and Ron is the normal team, right? So how yeah. about if Gary Keith and Ron are not available? They get me, you, and Mr. Matt Iceman to be the backup trio. That would be one amazing super trio. I mean, we have a, <laughs> we have at least one. We'll have at least one person that played baseball in the high level. I mean, college the, the high it's a pretty high level if you play baseball in college. But so I oh, think yeah. Matt, that would be good. Plus, the other reason why I think Matt's a good a good fill in a good fill in announcer. He does an amazing job. I, I, I look at Ninja even though Ninja Warrior is packaged, it's a game show. I feel like it's it's a sporting event, even though it's packaged as a game show. 
realistically, it's a sporting event. Those guys are incredible athletes. If you've seen it, if you've watched the show and if you've been to tapings, especially if you've seen it in person, those guys are incredible athletes. Matt does a great job with the, his, uh, I feel like he's got the, got the, the new sports commentary. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, that would plus, be right plus, up Matt Iceman's, uh, yeah, that'd be right up his alley, you know? What <laughs> plus during the Olympics, uh, Pete, the, the Pete, I noticed on Peacock during the Olympics, he does interviews with uh, Olympic athletes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, see, that's the thing. When you're a guy like like Matt Iceman, that guy, he, he, he's been in the media business for so long. He knows exactly what to do. He's not going to make any missteps. And he's a complete professional, so I, I totally agree with you. I think that would be a fantastic idea. You you plus, definitely plus, can't beat that. Plus, I think it'd be easy for SNY to get Matt Eisman because Matt because SNY is co-owned by NBC Universal, the same network that uh that uh Matt does stuff with. Very true. Very true. So as we uh, keep moving along uh, here, Dan, I want to we'll touch uh, since we just did the Mets. Let's do the Yankees real quick. And then uh, we'll we'll look back at the All Star game for a moment, as uh, we saw the Yankees right now. Yankees are forty nine and forty two. They also lost two out of three to end their first half, um, but they are also nineteen and twenty three without Aaron Judge. He's been down for about the last six weeks plus, uh, ever since he got injured at Dodger Stadium. Um, you know, Dan, what are you thinking? Um, do the Yankees well, have enough to keep this up? Because I, I think the the addition of Radon to their their rotation is a really big plus for them. I I agree too, but I also agree that I'm mean, not going to hear the Yankees fans, but the Yankees look don't look like this uh, daunting team. Like they just look they're playing some tough competition in the AL East, like. I mean, right. If you look at the standings right now, the Yankees are on the outside looking in. They're, yeah. they're, 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 it's not going to be a walk in the park for the Yankees, like all you people who remember the '90s, like even people my sister's age who, for a while, just knew up until 2000, 2008, like the Yankees make it a playoffs every year. It's not that same Yankees team. This is a, the Yankees team that looks kind of human. They just don't look like those those imposing Yankee teams in the nineties and the into the two thousands anymore. Yeah, it's true, man. And they open up the second half against the Colorado Rockies. Garrett Cole going against them uh, to kick it off this what, Friday. What what I what I do have to say is, I feel like if you wanted to place a bet on maybe some what some Yankee players are doing stats wise in this game, I don't know about the outcome of the game because Colorado is such a such a crapshoot because. You can't fucking pitch in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But I feel like some certain hitters, you could play some bets, maybe get some nice extra, extra pocket change, because yeah, you I, know, because it might, there might be some padding, some stats in that thin air in Colorado. As a matter of fact, you know, beat the streak on MLB.com. Yeah, I decided to, I decided to, to double down on the game on Friday, and I, 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 I don't have time to look it up now who I went with, but I went with a. Uh, I went with a Pete Alonso in the game in the in one of the games on Friday, and in one of the games I think I went with one of the Yankee play. I picked I predicted one of the Yankee players to get a hit on a unbeat the streak to double down total count as getting two hits on that day. 
if yeah, well, you know, you, and I and, and I figured Colorado, the Colorado factor, was a, a factor into that decision I made. Who I put, who I predicted to get a hit on a Friday. Makes sense, man. And you know, one of the guys that, as soon as you said that, one of the names that popped right in my head for guys that would could possibly pad their stats uh, this weekend uh, for Colorado. Although, to be honest, I'm not 100 percent sure the series might be in Yankee Stadium. I'm not 100 percent positive, but uh, uh, oh, no, oh, oh, no, it's in, it's it's in Colorado. Oh, it is. Okay, okay. Yeah, but uh, for, for, those, for those of you who are out who are from outside the New York area. Not many people know this, but they actually try to MLB kind of works with the city of New York to try to set it up as little as possible that the Mets and the Yankees are home on at the same time, because in order to try to uh, alleviate some of the stress on the you know the some of the traffic congestion in the city on 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 days like that, it has happened sometimes where the where the Mets and the Yankees are home on the same time. There, I mean, there was even one time because of a rainout earlier in the season. The Mets and the Yankees, they, they, they were playing a doubleheader, and that doubleheader was a two-stadium doubleheader. And I attended that in 2008, both ends of it, Mets versus Yankees. I, that, was oh, a yeah. fun, that, was a, that was a fun experience doing that. For one thing, that was officially the – well, aside from the 2008 All-Star that aside from that, that, that regular season game, the, 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 the day portion of it, it was, it was a day-night separate admission each end. The day portion was at old Yankee Stadium, the last – and this is the last. This is the last year for both stadiums, which made it even more interesting. So the day portion was at Yankee Stadium. The Mets won in that blowout. Remember that? I'm not sure you remember that bomb Carlos Delgado hit in that game for the Mets. One of two he hit that day. <laughs> yeah, this was the last time the Mets were the visiting team at Old Yankee Stadium. So that was pretty neat to get to do that. So I, I kind of look at that man. as like like the last time I went to Old Yankee Stadium was that game. And then, and, and, then, and then after that, and there was enough time to get to Shea for the nightcap because thanks to the fact that I'm using public transportation, thanks to our public transportation system and the subways will get you there quicker. We, we, I was able mm-hmm. to get there in time for the, for, for the, for the, night, for the nightcap for the nightcap at Shea. Very true. Very true. Now, pretty fun. now, Dan, if I was going to put a, um, an over-under on the Yankees' win total this year, if I was going to put it at 92, would you say the Yankees are going to be under that win total or over? I think they might be barely under that win tunnel, that, that win total, because I, I just feel like Toronto is just carrying this momentum. Like they just look good during the regular season. Toronto, Tampa, even Baltimore. Who would have thought Baltimore during going into the season was going to be a contender? But it seems all those years of Baltimore tanking, their farm hands are finally coming up. They're they look like they're gonna be they're 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 in contender status. So I just feel like it's fifty fifty if the Yankees make the playoffs. Well, make the playoffs, I agree with you, because you know, you never really know. I still think, especially with the seven teams, you know, the Yankees might not win the division. But I think the Yankees are making the playoffs no matter what. Uh, but I'll tell you this too: I think the Yankees are going over that 92 win total because they they always do. You know, they they the Yankees always find a way to get over that win total. And you know, sure we've seen them you know have a crappy month or so with a with a judge being down. But 
you know, Judge is going to come back. He's going to be back before August 1st. That means the Yankees are going to have two solid months to make up all this lost ground they've made up. And while I do agree with you, the American League East is going to be very tough because Tampa Bay obviously is the class of that division right now. Toronto is still a very formidable team. And Baltimore has been out of this world this season. Um, you know, I, I agree with you, you know, and and um, if I'm going to look at the Yankees, though, I, I do think that they're going to be over that 92 win total. So, um, you know, it's it, it's going to be a, a a long road for the, for the Yankees in the second half. You know, Aaron Boone is going to have to, um, you know, be on his best uh, game because, to be honest, he pissed a lot of Yankee fans off on Sunday when he took Domingo Herman out, who was cruising along against the Cubs. And then the bullpen just coughed that game up and cost the Yankees that series. Uh, I want your thoughts real quick on the uh, the All-Star game from last night. I mean, does the All-Star game mean as much to you as it used to? Like, you know, when the National League used to win when I was a kid, I remember 94, 95, 96, when the National League actually won those games, that meant a lot to me. You know, I remember being pissed off in, in 2002 when that game ended in a tie. But to be honest, with all the way they screw with the games these days, the National yeah. League won yesterday, and I was happy. But I don't think it means as much as it used to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I don't know if it means as much, but I still I, – I love watching golf. You know, like I, like I, I love baseball, and it's especially a lot of fun if you get to be there and go to the Fan Fest, which is a lead-up event. They usually do it at a convention center, the Fan Fest, and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Just, you know, like all the lead-up to the event, it's – a lot of fun, so I just I feel great. You there, Dan? But yeah, they they just used to it used to be a lot better when they had announcers that actually called the game. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what, too? They also do all this crazy extra crap now with the uh, where they got the pitcher, you know, and the, the players in the field with a, a microphone on. And yesterday they're talking to Josh Hader as he's trying to pitch in the inning. And the guy's trying to throw a ball and they're, they're talking to him. So as he's pitching, he's talking to these guys in the microphone and you see he's releasing the ball and it's going into the it's trailing into the left-handers batter's box because he's not aiming the ball because he's busy talking to these guys and he's giving a yeah. give a base hit to the opposite field i i don't I, like the whole talking to the players mid-inning thing yeah i just feel like it's not i don't i don't like it especially with pitchers i feel like you're gonna it's setting up to make it easier for players to get injured also you're what? right about that too, because how many guys are going to take their eye off the ball or not pay full attention? And you know, you know, never know. Maybe they trip over their own feet and get hurt. Maybe they get hit by the ball. There's a thousand different ways to get hurt in a baseball game. Yeah, exactly. I don't mind it if they're talking to maybe a player that's already, you know, one of the all stars that's already exited the game, like just you know got a couple yeah. of the bats in the game and they're in the dugout now. I don't mind that. They can talk to those players, but not the players that are on the field or at bat or pitching players that are that are actively in the game don't you, you don't talk to them you can even talk to the managers it's okay but 
don't talk to the players when they're actually actively in the game. You could talk to them after the game, you know, like after their after their they their outings in, in the All Star game, after they've uh, gotten that whatever however many innings they took part in. When they're sitting on the dugout, that's okay, but not on the field, not on the field, yeah. guys. I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, you know, and not even just just let these guys concentrate on the game. You know, <laughs> I totally agree. Once they come out of the game, you can do whatever you want. You can talk to them. You can, you know, get as much content as you want. But for the guys yeah, that yeah, are in there playing the game, you know, let them concentrate on the game. Yeah, exactly. Believe me. Like for example, I I wouldn't I wouldn't mind. Like let's say let's say Pete Alonso was a starter in the All Star game, and after after he's sitting in the dugout. I wouldn't mind that. You know, he talked talk to Pete for a little bit. He's he's always he's just a lot of fun. He's a real he's a real ass dude when he talks. All right. <laughs> I know some people kind of say say like when he maybe he accidentally dropped a bomb, but the guy is just too excited and he's a it's just a spur of the moment thing. But it's just a lot of fun. You have to admit. wait. Like, so I, so Danny, are you saying that he is the Luis J Gomez of the Mets? Yeah, exactly. As far as, far he's, as a, he's, a, he's a real, he's, he's a he's a real last dude. Exactly, exactly. So uh, yeah, you know, as we keep moving on though, Dan, I I because I agree with you hundred percent. Um, let's let's look at you know what did you think of the home run derby? Uh, Vladdy well, Junior well, took home that crown. Well, 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 later on we're gonna go to that. It's, you know, we have a little little new segment on the show today, but. That I thought, well, unfortunately, I was rooting for Pete to win it, but he didn't win it. But I am happy for Vladdy Jr. to win that because that he Vladdy Jr. just made history, being the first time the son of a past home run derby winner has won the home run derby. In case, in case you're not aware of the stats, well, your history. Yeah. In 2007, in a, 2007 in San Francisco, during during that All Star Week, uh. Vladimir Guerrero Sr. won the won the home run derby. So this is the first mm-hmm. time we have a father and son home run derby champ. Yeah. Yeah, you're and, right. Very, and, very cool. And and I if I'm correct, that even though even though Vlad, 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 officially since Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was born in Quebec, that officially makes him the first Canadian in a way, the first Canadian to win the All Star game. I I realized he was wow, born. He was, that's, born, he was, he was yeah, born in true. Canada. Hmm. Very, very that's true. The whole thing. I I I think that means he's a. I think that means he's got Canadian citizenship. He was born in Canada, so he's a. He he might be officially the first Canadian to win the home run derby. Wow, that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, because I think Larry Walker and Jason Bay were both in the home run derby, who are both Canadians. But neither of them actually won it. So yeah, you're probably right that technically he is the first Canadian to uh, win that uh, that honor. Very cool, very cool. And um, yeah, and actually last year he hit a home run in the home run derby. Uh, I'm sorry, in the All Star game to become just the third pair of father and son to homer in the All Star game. So now him and his dad have both homered in the All Star game, and now they've both won the home run derby. So that's pretty cool. And they're on the pace potentially to be the first. Well, I'm, I forgot. I'm not sure if this ever happened before, but he could be seen a father-son Hall of Famers. I mean, his his dad was such a great player back in back in it back in his heyday. Back in his heyday, I feel he could have been. 
I feel maybe sometimes his later years, I could tell he kind of got worn out a little bit because when back then he was he was at the he was at he, he played he played in Montreal and that turf was a rough surface. So I could tell he kind of got a little worn from the rough surface. But Vladimir Guerrero Sr. was a great player and a Hall of Famer, and his son is he just has that same uh, athletic ability in him as a yeah. And I right. feel like we could be seeing a father-son Hall of Famers, and both have kind of legacies in in Canada. And for those of you who might be too young to remember it, there once used to be a team in Montreal, and and that that that, that team unfortunately year that and then to, to to the tragic of some of the fans in Montreal, that team moved moved to moved to Washington D.C. to become what we know as the Washington Nationals today, but. There used to, for those of you who, who may be too young to remember it, there used to be a team in Montreal. Yes, there did. There used to be a uh, team in Montreal, uh, the Montreal Expos, and unfortunately okay. not there anymore. But I do hear that there's a possibility they could be coming back uh, when Major League Baseball potentially expands in a couple of years. I, 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 I know a few people on social media from uh, from, uh, from the Montreal area that be, that be happy about that scene there. See, seeing their city get a team. Hopefully they do a better job this time because for those of you who don't know your history, the 94, I meant people in Mont still say Montreal would have won the World Series in 1994 had that strike not happened. They were they were on a pace to have an amazing season in 94. And unfortunately, the big full strike happened. May have also, and after that happened, the team wasn't the same again in the following years and they were selling off the team and they were just tanking so many years that it just the fan it it just drove it it drove the fans away from the stadium. Unfortunately, it kind of led to them moving. Hopefully, that and and they didn't they didn't make that push to build a new to replace that aging uh, stadium in Montreal. Hopefully, this time they do a good job. Of, they do a good job of doing it bet doing it right this time when they get a team and if they get an expansion team in Montreal. Well said, Dan. Well said. Yeah, we unfortunately lost out in 94 on that potential Yankees um, and uh, Expos World Series because those were the two best teams in baseball when they struck. So Buck Showalter's Yankees and Felipe Alou's um, uh, Montreal Expos never met in that World Series. And it's probably good yeah. for us, though. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. And, of course, unfortunately, it's another one of uh, one, one of Buck Showalter's unfortunate uh, – Come, you know, just missing out on 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 a on him as he's gone through many times, and hopefully he could finally get that. He could finally manage a world championship team with the Mets. So hopefully, very true, nice. very true. But just like he was for the Mets last year in that 1994 season, Buck Showalter was the AL Manager of the Year. So a very cool way to tie it all together there. <laughs> so as yeah. we keep rolling along here, Dan. Um, you know, I did want to point out that me and you had discussed the possibility of this a week or two ago, but it was officially announced today that the New York Jets have been officially selected for HBO Hard Knocks. Um, you know, apparently no team in the NFL wanted to do it, and there were only four teams, including the Jets, Bears, Saints, and one other team, I forget, that can be uh, forced to do it. And obviously with, you know, the young team the Jets have and Aaron Rodgers and New York and all that stuff, they were the 
the obvious choice that um that hbo would want you know so uh yeah it's it's, it's official it's gonna happen you know what do you think dan is a giants fan uh you know it, it's still kind of cool seeing one of the local teams on hbo now right yeah it's cool on one hand i would i would think it'd be cool to see my team i know I know the NFL, I know HBO would love to one day have the Giants do it, but they seem to be keen on not wanting to do it. But I hear the deal now, they've changed that deal now, that teams have to be, they're, they're now forced to do hard knocks. It does seem neat, but at the same time, I just feel bad for the Jets fans and what the, and what the players on the Jets have to go through. I don't think they want to deal with that distraction. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be. A very big distraction. But you know what, Dan? The way I've been looking at it is, you know, a couple of months ago, if you had asked me, Rob, do you want the Jets to be on hard knocks? I would have looked you dead in the eye and said, no, I don't I don't want the Jets anywhere near hard knocks. Now, I, I still kind of feel that way. But the fact of the matter is that the Jets don't have a choice. The NFL and HBO are forcing them to do this show whether they like it or not. Now, the way I'm looking at it is, um, yeah, I would I, I would prefer not to have any distractions there. But I mean, let's be honest. The Jets and all all NFL players, all these guys we've had on our teams, you know, they had they're used to having a camera in their face. They're used to NFL films. You know, the, the Jets have their own in-house thing that they call one Jets Drive that they put out a couple of videos a year where they get, you know, they have the the cameras and the guys' faces and everything. So these guys are used to it, you know. These so what the way I'm looking at it is, is if the Jets have a bad year this year, it's not going to be because of hard knocks. You know what I mean? Like if the Jets have a bad year this year, it's because we vastly overrated this team, and they just weren't ready for prime time. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. At at the same time, if it, if 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 you're if your Jets win, win this whole thing, you're probably going to want to buy that Blu-ray box set of this season of Hard Knocks. You're, you're going to want, and and you're and you're probably going to be watching, having watched it, that at that that the, that whole season many times. Like you're going to look yeah. back on that season many times. And Dan, you're probably you, gonna, yeah, I'm sorry. Continue. And, and because I I know S and Y sometimes runs some the Jets content. Sometimes they'll run some. Some little shows that cover, you know, that cover the Jets. They do like the pre and post game. Mm-hmm. You're probably gonna be, they're probably gonna be re rerunning. They'll rerun that hard knocks like crazy if the Jets win the Super Bowl. Then you hit the nail on the head. I I couldn't have said it any better myself because you know it's funny you say that because I actually recently just found myself watching uh, on YouTube. They have the old 2010 Jets from the last time they were on. And they have Rex Ryan and, you know, Mark Sanchez and uh, all the guys from Brian Schottenheimer and all the guys from that team, LaDainian Tomlinson, Bart Scott, go down the list, right? So I was re-watching it, and you are 100% right because I was looking at it and thinking to myself, wow, this was the last time that – my Jets were actually a really good team. And it's so cool to be able to look at this. And it's it's like a documentary of the last time my team was relevant. You know what I mean? So I agree with you. If this ends up being a great year and, you know, 
whether they win the Super Bowl or if they just have a good year and make the playoffs and get knocked out, like you're right, this is going to be a team that I want to remember. So it, it's it's kind of cool that it ended up working out this way because it's like you almost have that extra built-in documentary team working on them, you know? Yeah, 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 ex- exactly. And but and by the way, I I I have to say I, I was I was about to make a joke that it was saying. Yeah, there's probably some footage of Rex Ryan in that documentary bragging about how much he loves his wife's feet. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was that season, too, that that whole little thing broke out. So so you're right about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually found out a little fact about that. Rex Ryan was actually offered to do a Dr. Scholl's commercial. He had turned out an offer to do it for him and his wife to do a Dr. Scholl's commercial that would have been aired during the Super Bowl. <laughs> I can't believe that Rex turned that down, knowing Rex. <laughs> yeah, he did. He actually turned that down, that offer. Very funny. Very funny, man. So, okay, yeah, I wanted to touch on that for a couple of minutes because that's going to be really cool. I really can't wait to, to watch it, actually. I think it's going to be a ton of great content, s- stuff me and you can talk about on the show. And uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, right? I, I have, and I have to say, NFL Films does a great job. I mean, you go way back. I love going on YouTube and watching those NFL highlight films because they just they, they did a brilliant decision years ago when they wanted to ca- the NFL wanted to capture highlights and present the game of football. They looked to a guy that worked that worked at ho- a Hollywood movie studio. A guy that had that was like a I think he was like a director of cinematography and stuff. He decided to capture the action on the field the way like a Hollywood production, the way they capture all those cam all those camera angles he was given access to, the audio of the game, the players, the way they were mic'd, even even the music. He, he took a cue from Hollywood with the music. They just they always had gr- great production values on those highlight films. And I just sure. love seeing those highlight films like football years ago, seeing all these Hall of Famers and just getting a keen eye to what football was like years ago. I mean, you see some stuff that you can't do in the NFL anymore these days. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, there's the moment, but it's just cool seeing those highlights. Oh, no and, doubt and about getting, it, man. Just getting a keen eye to what pro football was like years ago. Yeah, and Nobody does it better than NFL films. Totally, totally agree. And actually, before we move on from football, I did want to mention that next week we're going to be having a special guest on the show for our football uh, preview episode for 2023. You know, we didn't do one last year because, to be honest, even though me and you could be kind of optimistic about our teams, me and you both weren't really expecting much out of our teams. But this year, yeah, exactly. Right. But this year, we're going to have a full on pre training camp edition, uh, talking about Jets, talking about Giants. And we're going to have our special guest, Jake Asman from ESPN Radio in Houston. Uh, Jake, he, he does radio in Houston now, but he is a, uh, a lifelong um, Jets fan. He is a New Yorker. And he's a guy that uh, he he knows the Giants, he knows the Jets, he's a big Yankees fan. So Jake is a New Yorker. It's going to be really cool to have him on next week. 
And I think it'll be pretty fun to have uh, an ESPN personality on with us, right, Dan? Yeah, and then a guy who's like, um, he's like a, he's on a major sports talk station, even and and I'm sure that I'm sure I'm gonna get a couple of people on social media who are maybe in the Houston area who might be familiar with him in in the ESPN radio Houston. They probably might say, "Oh, you got the, oh, that's a good job. You had our local sports talk guy on our on your show." So. I'm eager to see. I'm eager to see some of the comments I might get on social media from the people in the Houston area about that. Very true. It's a good point, man, and uh, it's going to be really cool. Looking forward to have Jake on. Uh, really, really awesome. And if you, and if you're a Jets fan or just a football fan in general, go to Jake's YouTube page, uh, the Jake Asman Show, and please subscribe. And even if you want, go on his Patreon and subscribe there as well. A lot of great content, no doubt about it. But I do want to. We do have one. The, the finale segment is going to be the first time we're going to do a Bobo's top five plays of the week. But yep, and we, what were you going to say, Dan? Uh, oh, no, I was about to break. I was I was about to break into my intro. OK, but we'll, we'll do that one second. Before we get into that, though, I wanted to cover one other good piece of news that me and you are definitely happy about is that yesterday the New York Rangers came to terms with Keandre Miller. On a two-year deal, a little less than eight million, about three point eight a year. Uh, that's that's really really good for the Rangers because there was a little bit of concern that Keandre Miller could want somewhere around five million a year, which really would have screwed the Rangers when it came to signing their last RFA, who is Alexi Lafreniere, who they probably are going to be given about two two point one million for on a two-year deal to. But what do you think of this deal, Dan? I think it was imperative the Rangers got this contract done because, as you well know, Keandre Miller is one of the Rangers' most important players. Yeah, exactly. This guy just has enough toughness. Like sometimes you need that enforcer mentality on on a hockey team, and he's been a, he's been doing an an admirable job at that. And I'm glad we were able to get him on a nice, that friendly deal. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, and it leaves just enough space to to get Lafreniere in. So I think now we pretty much see the vision that Chris Drury has for this team. And even though they did sign a couple of veterans like Pitlick and, um, you know, uh, a couple of those guys in the fourth line, Bonino and a few of those other names, um, I do think they're going to be giving guys like Will Cooley and, um, you know, Brandon Othman a, a legitimate shot to make this team. So, uh, we pretty much know now what this Rangers team is going to look at. Just the uh, the final the final piece is re-signing Alexi Lafreniere, and I don't think that's going to be very far away, right? No, that's not going to be very far away. He's it's a, it's a done deal as far as I see it. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that too. Now there's not much to really throw out there, so but I just wanted to to cover that real quick because that that's a big piece for the Rangers, no doubt about that. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it, Dan. We got Bobo's top five. We got this yep. uh, little. We got this little yep. intro, though. Hold on, before we jump into it, Dan. I got. Let me just play this little intro for you. Because uh, let's see. Here we go. Five moments in a in, in New York sports since the last broadcast. I got this list. This list is 
published direct from the offices in Huntsville, Alabama. Our our <laughs> uh, top number five. We got to go with Cody Six Singers. Really brilliant. Well, probably his best outing he had versus Arizona in Arizona on a on a the on July fifth. That was just a brilliant outing. He kept this Mets the Mets in the game. We and our bats came through late in the game to make to make sure Cody will was not going to be denied this win. Yeah, man, you're absolutely right about that. That was probably the best we've seen from Kodai Singer, right? Yeah, I knew this guy was gonna once he got like his once he got 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 his little adjusted to being in the majors, it was gonna be fun. Also, num num number four, we have Francisco Lindor's five hit game versus versus Arizona. On July sixth, that was one of Francisco's best out outings of the year. Luck center. He should have been an All Star. Yeah, I agree with you on that. He definitely got screwed. I mean, you have eighteen home runs and sixty RBIs as a shortstop. How the hell do you not get in the All Star game? Yeah, you, you know who I blame? Because you know how the managers pick the reserves. It's because the manager was the manager of the Phillies. Boo. Boo! You're right about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The man, the manager of the National League All Stars was unfortunately the Phillies manager. Hopefully next year it's Buck that gets to make that decision. Oh, you got that right. And uh, also, we got we, we got we got number three. That ten win met extra inning Mets win on 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 on, on July seventh. That was one heck of a win. I was like on the edge of my seat. I was not calm until the very end of this game. And I think I woke up Mr. Malunigan. This was an away game on the West Coast. So, of course, Mr. Malunigan was going to wake up with me going nuts after this game. <laughs> of course, man. And, yeah, that was a hell of a win. I mean, big hit by McNeil to bring home the, the automatic runner in the 10th. Almost as big, or even maybe even bigger, hit by by uh, Francisco Alvarez to get another extra runner in there. So yeah, you're definitely right, man. And the course, the course that number two, I have to say that home run derby performance. I mean, Vladimir Guerrero made home run derby history, the first father and son home run derby champ. Here we go. Here we got the. Uh, Number two, the number two. Let's Did let the let, let's listen to this for a sec. Junior will hang on and win the 2023 T-Mobile Home Run Derby. Yeah, what a night! Guerrero Junior defeated the Rays. Randy Arozarena. Just really, really awesome to see that, right, Dan? Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure all of Canada was happy about that as well. Yeah, no doubt about that, Vladdy Junior. Joining his dad among the uh, the home run derby winners. One thing before we move on from this, Dan, what do you think of this split screen business they had going on for most of this? With the, you know, I know here we got there, but like you see the split screen right there. Like, I I don't really like that. I feel like a lot of the time there, we're, we're waiting for the ball to uh, you know land, and he's already got uh, three other home runs going out. You know. 
Yeah, exactly. What that that was such an ama- amazing thing. And uh, and drum roll, please. The number one moment since we last brought that's happened since we last broadcasted the sports that that eighth that eight eighth inning game go ahead home run in the All Star game last night by Elias uh, Diaz for the Colorado Rockies. The, the, who, of course, also was an all-star game MVP in that game. That was our number one moment. And you're right about that. And let's check that out. Bobo's number one play of the week. Not going. 2-2 to Diaz. is hit in the air to deep left field. Back it goes. Elias Diaz puts the National League in front. At 32 years old, in his all-star debut, a go-ahead home run. Really, really awesome job there. Elias Diaz from the Rockies cranking one out to give the National League their first victory in 11 years. Awesome stuff, right, Dan? Yeah, awesome stuff. Also, this is the first time I've seen an all-star team MVP did didn't get awarded a car, which I think I actually said something on Facebook. I thought never made sense to why they give the MVPs of these championship games and all-star games a brand new car when they kind of make enough money that they can buy a high-end car on their own. What I I feel they need to do with the all-star game, maybe do something that give the car, give a car to a random fan in the stand. That sounds like a nice idea. As a matter of fact, I think it'd be even cooler if they did it one step further. Let's say, like, the MVP was of the All-Star game was someone that played for the Mets. Maybe they could allow the Met, the, the, the player to improvise on who gets the car. Like, maybe say, like, hey, is, is there a Mets fan in the stand? And they could try to have someone, like, look for a Mets fan in the stand. Someone, you know, a stadium worker. And say, like, oh, you you over there in the, in the upper deck? Guess what? You're getting a brand new car. And they could have the MVP, the All-Star Game, present the keys to the to the fan that won that car. I love that idea, Dan. Absolutely, man. As uh, the top five, giving out some great ideas. I love it. I love and it. And I, uh, I, I even think that be that they could take that one step further. Do that at the World Series. Similar, similar, similar thing though. The World Series. You know, they could find a fan of the winning team if it's a, if yeah. it's a road game, because I'm sure there'd be some away fans like. You know the fan of the winning winning team, random fan of the winning team, gets 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 to get gets to be presented a brand new car from the MVP of the World Series. That's a, a cool idea for the World Series as well. It sounds like a win win. I mean, I I totally agree, man. No doubt about that. And um, yeah, you know, I think uh, I think that's just about going to do it for us today, Dan. Um, but before we get out of here, and before we give any plugs too, we do want to cover this. I do want to. Um, Put up this uh, a uh, GoFundMe that your uh, y- y- your mother asked us to to share and Dan uh, take yeah, the floor, I'll, please. I'll, I'll explain it. All right, this is a family that my mom knows very well. They she she, she knows them very well. What happened was one of their kids passed away from a from a brain tragically from a brain tumor very recently, and they they set up a GoFundMe to raise to raise the money for. Uh, for for funeral expense for funeral expenses, and it was very tragic. This kid's name was Augie, 
I would I I never really got got to meet him and stuff like that, but I would hear wonderful stories about him, how wonderful it was, and this is just this is just tragic for the family that they lost they lost such a kid that that we're gonna get get to know a lot of the rest a lot of stuff that in his life. This kid, this kid wanted to be a firefighter when he growed up, and I heard a, a, a fire department in, in the area, in 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 in, in NYC made, made him an honorary fireman. He'll never get to know what that. He'll never get to live, live that dream. And it's just it's just tra- it's tragic, and my my hearts go out to to, to all these families dealing with this dealing with this tragedy, and I hope you can. Find it kind within your heart to help help their fam- family with the, with the funeral expenses that they're gonna they're gonna have to they're gonna have to deal with in this in this tragic situation at the moment. And we all know how expensive everything having to do with that is. So you know, please, if if you have any any bit of money that that you, you could lend to this family in need, we would really really appreciate it. Um, you know, God bless Augie, and God bless everybody uh, that is uh, is chipping in to help Augie's family. So, definitely wanted to make sure that um, you know we we did that and uh, gave the the proper respect to Augie and his family. So, please, if you if you have the uh, the means, please give to Augie and his family. We really really appreciate that. And uh, Dan, on that note, be, before we get out of here, do you have anything that, that you'd like to plug for yourself? Sure, you could you could follow you could follow me on Twitter Bobo one zero three NYC. You could also catch me on Instagram Bobo seven one eight DK. Also on YouTube Daniel Curl and there's some uh, there's some Bobo con- content there. And of course, if, if you also see if you also happen to run into me at a Mets game or something, do do, do definitely say hi. I'm I'm always always happy to say maybe speak maybe speak you speak speak to the fans a little bit. Even even a photo if you want if you want a photo I you know, I'm always nice enough to do that so definitely say hi I'm always happy to chat with my fellow my fellow fans and and viewers viewers of the show so you're more than welcome if you have, if you happen to see me and I'm not not too busy I could I, I could have a little couple of words with you <laughs> absolutely if you see Dan in public go say hi to the guy he's a, he's a pleasure to talk to so uh, do yourself a favor and check out everything that he's doing there. Uh, if you'd like to also, please check us out on Twitter at bsith underscore podcast. You can check me out there at my last name, Kramer NY as well. Um, and, you know, you can also check us out on Instagram at best seat in the house podcast. And uh, th- don't forget, we're also on YouTube where you can like and subscribe to us uh, under best seat in the house podcast and under the same name on rumble. So please, if you haven't already uh, like us, subscribe, give us a nice review. We'd really appreciate it. Um, and, uh, and also, uh, you know, our friends, make sure to support our friends like Eastside Dave, who is a great friend of ours and, uh, Jake Asman, who will be appearing on our show next week and anybody else, the great Bob Levy, who was on our show earlier this year, uh, make sure to support everybody. Uh, we're, we're family here in uh, the podcasting world and, uh, we oh, really yeah, appreciate right. I think, it. I, and I think there's an IWF show coming up in August also. We got, yes. got, got to, rec- we got to recognize Kevin Knight, who we had on the show. Great friend. Die Kevin Knight was our the first guest ever for us. So you're right about that. As a matter of fact, uh, we will be putting out a uh, uh, a invitation to Kevin Knight to join us here at some point in the next couple of weeks because he's great and he's a big Mets fan. 
So it'll be nice to see uh, what Kevin thinks of how our Mets are doing this year too. Right, Dan? Exactly. All right. So I guess that's going to do it for us this week. So once again, thank you to everybody for joining us and checking us out and taking the time to spend with us here as you do every week. So uh, for Best Seat in the House podcast, I'm Rob Kramer. This is Daniel Bobo Kerlin, and we'll catch you next week.